Mark Romero Music Podcast, where music, mindsets, and energy healing support you to revitalize your health, expand your awareness, and ultimately unlock your greatest potential of who and what you are. Enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody. I am so excited today. I get an opportunity to interview somebody who I've known for years. I'm just so amazed that we're talking and there's not a nail salon involved. We'll get into that in a second. But <laughs> this is an amazing opportunity for us to learn and to grow. And so today, my guest is Deborah Poneman. And Deborah has been teaching meditation and her Yes to Success courses around the world. I hate to say it for 45 years, really. Is that true? Uh, over that course of time, <laughs> tens of thousands of people have benefited from her knowledge and the techniques on how to optimally live a successful, healthy, and happy outer life, uh, really on a foundation of profound inner silence, which I love that. You know, there's got to be some meditation involved in that. And or recently, a lot of her emphasis and focus has been on health and longevity. And obviously, with the time that we're kind of living in and what we've all been through over this last year and a half, longevity, health, vitality, wellness, I think are huge subjects that are, um, you know, a major priority for all of us to one degree or another. In addition to that, I think there's also this tremendous amount of new um, consciousness around longevity, around health, around vitality, how we can continue to move forward in our lives, regardless of our age. Um, and live in a creative, expressive, expansive life. So I am so, so excited, Deborah, to have you here. Say hello and welcome. I am so excited to be here because whenever we are together, we have fun. And may I point out that the first time we met over 10 years ago, I was interviewing you. I know. It's like full circle. Full circle. <laughs> and we just hit it off. I had that interview show with Live Big Media, which doesn't exist anymore. But I interviewed like, I don't know, hundreds of people. And you and I just like, hit it off and we've been friends ever since i know it's just uh, absolutely amazing in fact i thought of that the other day i'm like going well talk about full circle who who would think it would take 10 years to complete a circle here but now i get to interview you which i'm really excited and um you know so obviously health longevity these are are things that have really gotten a lot of attention here recently and i know that you're shifting a lot of focus in that particular area and providing them with some great mindsets, information, exercises. So where do you see kind of like with what we've been through and what, what's going on in the world today? Um, what do you see as kind of like why this conversation around longevity, around health is changing so much? And why are you so excited about it? Because I know in just our, our preliminary conversation, obviously you're like ready to go on this subject matter, um, but I'd love to get your take on that. Okay, thank you for asking me that because you know that for the last, whatever has it been 40 years, I've been teaching success principles. Mm -hmm. And in my success course that I've been teaching for 40 years, I, had, I always had a module on health because I always said that health is the basis. But it's just been astounding to me, especially with um, COVID and especially with people now wanting to strengthen their immune system. And also what I'm noticing is that people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, that their brains and even 30s and 20s, you know, people 
people just have excessive brain fog. And all of a sudden I realize that people are like taking these drugs for mental clarity and, and doing, you know, surgery to look more, you know, younger and this and that. And all of a sudden I thought, you know what? It is like my civic duty <laughs> to tell people that there are natural ways to slow down and even reverse the aging process and strengthen your immunity and be healthier and have longevity and be happier. And because I have that knowledge, you know, I became a meditation teacher almost 50 years ago. Amazing. So you can, you can add, do the math and figure out how old I am. Cause I became a TM teacher in 1972 wow. and I didn't pop out of my mom and just go off to teacher training. So, <laughs> <laughs> but so I have known that meditation, for example, there is so much literature that meditation slows down and reverses the aging process, that it releases the youthing hormone. But I kind of thought that that was common knowledge. I mean, it was on the cover of Newsweek, it is meditation the fountain of youth in 1991 or 92. So I just figured everybody read that and knew that they should meditate. But lately, I've been noticing that people are turning, like I say, to drugs and artificial ways of you thing. And I decided, well, I'll just get out there and teach people that there are other ways. You know, it's interesting you say that. Why is that? What, you know, considering, let's say, let, let's face it, TM has been around for a number of years. Meditation, certainly some of the research and the information that's come available and other things. Why do you think there is this like push and move to go into pharmaceuticals or artificial means as opposed to tapping into the most sacred space within our own selves to begin to revitalize our energy in our own selves. And I agree with you, the importance of health. I mean, in, in my work itself, health is one of the six strings in which we express ourselves through. If that string's not in tune, you're going to have a hard time playing beautiful music as you know, but why do you think we have this tendency in our society today to try to look at artificial means as for youthing, as you called it. I've never heard that before. I like that. Um, why do you think there's that shift and that move and kind of like we've overlooked some of these more traditional, some of these long uh, lasting traditions that could certainly help us in that overall desire and, and goal? I'll tell you exactly what I think. I think we all have ADD. <laughs> I think that it's like, okay, you can you can reverse the aging process and release the youthing hormone by meditating 20 minutes twice a day. You know, I taught TM for decades. I now mm -hmm. teach the Art of Living Foundation, similar meditation from the same tradition. Mm -hmm. And so you could do that, but it's like 40 minutes. I have to take 40 minutes. I don't have time to do 40 minutes. Well, what we say is that if you don't have 20 minutes to meditate, then you should meditate for an hour. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? I heard that. Right, but it's true. It's then you, you're just rushing too much in your life and rest is the basis of activity. And the deeper the rest, the more profound the activity and meditation. But I'm not talking about all meditations. I mean, you can go to the YMCA and somebody can make up some meditation and you can go there and close your eyes and pretend you're a big blue ball or whatever. That's fine. But the, the meditation that I teach are from through the art of living and the TM technique 
are meditations that have been proven effective for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Nobody made it up and started teaching it at the YMCA. And there's an expression, that which is closest to the truth lasts longest. And this is what stood the test of time. But the truth is, is that, hey, if you could, you know, we were talking before and and I don't, I don't mind admitting it. I'm going to be 70 in a few months. And the truth is, is that I've never had like an ounce of work. This is actually what I look like. <laughs> I've never had, we were talking about Botox. I won't do anything that has the word tox in it. I mean, God bless people who want to do it, but there are things that you can do like meditation that releases the youthing hormone. I'll give you another example. We are going to talk about sleep. I know you're going to ask me, so I'll jump into sleep. Mm-hmm. There are ways that you can sleep that will reverse the aging process, slow down and reverse the aging process. There's a hormone called HGH, human growth hormone. And there are certain hours that you go to sleep that if you're asleep, that it will produce human growth hormone because you have to be asleep during those hours. So I'm going to give you a quiz. Okay. Okay. All right. What will be more effective in reversing aging, slowing down and reversing aging, okay? Sleeping eight hours between 12 and eight, midnight and eight, or sleeping six hours between 10 and four? I would probably go with the latter. Right, exactly. Because human growth hormone is actually secreted during the hours of 10 and 12. So if you could go to bed early, you could tap in to that, those peak HGH times. It's not the (laughs) only time, but it's peak HGH production during 10 and 12. So what happens is that if you can do that, then you are emitting the most human human growth hormone. It's so simple. And also melatonin, people take these melatonin capsules. Well, why don't you just, when you go to bed, use blackout curtains or use a mask because melatonin is secreted when there is the least light. When it's absolutely pitch black, that was when is the most melatonin is secreted. So if you know these things, you can do the things. And so it's just all about knowledge. And if you know that, I mean, I could go, I could tell you what will reverse the aging process in terms of food, in terms of EMFs, in terms of exercise. It's all been research. It's not Deborah's theory of how to anti-age. And I've done all of those things. I mean, I've been doing all of those things for decades, but there's no time like now to start slowing down the aging process, not only of your body, but also no one likes their mind to not be as clear as it used to be. It's not fun to all of a sudden not be able to remember the name of your, your friend's daughter or the name of your friend. Right. Or that guy in Texas we were talking about. Yeah, the guy in Texas we were talking about, our best friend in Texas. But okay, here's another tip. Here's another test for you. Oh, you're throwing me all these tests. Now that's pretty good because I'm always been one. I'm in bed at 10. You know, so I'm out. I'm not one of those late owl type 10 o'clock. I'm good. I'm not always up at four, but no, you don't have to be. But no wonder you look so good. And you were talking about your mom, your mom 
86, 87, 88. I can't remember. How, you said 86? 86, yeah. And she's still working. She does commercials. She They use it for public service announcements. And may I say that people 20 years younger than her are hitting on her. You know, I'm yeah. sure that she inadvertently is probably doing some of these things that slow down and even reverse the aging process. Yes, I agree. In my mom's same way, she was in her early 90s and nobody could believe it. Her hair wasn't even all gray, you know, in her 90s. And she um, taught great books to fourth graders. She taught English as a second language to um, Russian immigrants. She delivered meals on wheels to old people, all of whom were 10 years younger than her. (laughs) So when you do these things, that's what your life can be like. Oh, be like, okay. So the, the quiz, yeah. what age do you think that brain, the brain reaches its peak and deterioration begins? What age? Okay. I'm okay. I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I looked this up before okay, we, started, we met today. So we, you know, and I was surprised in our twenties, what was it? 27, 27. Like you're beginning to see a deterioration after that fact. Can you even believe this? But that's what science says. And they say that by the time you're 40, your brain shrinks. And with your brains, excuse me, size doesn't matter. Your brain (laughs) shrinks at 5% per decade. Okay. But the good news is that scientists using MRIs have determined that it's possible to grow a bigger brain and that it's possible to lay down new brain cells even in your 60s and 70s and beyond. So you never have to be one of those people who forgets where they put their keys, okay? But here's another piece of bad news. 10% of 65-year-olds, 25% of 75-year-olds, and 50% of 85-year-olds will develop dementia or Alzheimer's. In fact, researchers predict Alzheimer's will affect 106 million people in the US by 2050. And they, and new research shows that um, they're actually calling it type three diabetes because research is showing that insulin resistance is one of the major factors that starts the brain damage kind of domino effect. But it doesn't just occur all of a sudden once you're older, it actually begins when you're young mm. and takes decades to develop. And the earlier you start doing better habits, then the better. The best thing to do is to stop doing those things that age your brain in the 20s, in your 20s and 30s. So cognitive decline does not need to happen. So what are some of those things that take place in the 20s? Because I, I missed that window. Okay. And, you know, when you <laughs> said 27 and 40, okay, those are in the past now. So what are some of those things that people need to start? changing or start change, especially if they are in their younger years to move, because this is a huge area, especially now where we see so many people that are dealing with cognitive decline. My own father's dealing with cognitive decline. You know, how do we, you know, what is it steps that we can take in those earlier years? And what can we do now, especially for those of us who aren't 27 or 40 anymore? <laughs> you know, what can we do today to make sure that we Um, do everything possible to minimize this showing up in our life as we move forward. Okay. I have so many things. First of all, go to bed at 10. Second of all, this is really interesting. One of the areas of our brain that is most affected by stress is what's called our 
prefrontal cortex. Right. I mean, I'm not going to get all scientific on you because I don't want people to like zone out but the <laughs> prefrontal cortex. It's right behind our forehead yeah. and it's responsible for our intellect. It's actually responsible for what's known as executive function, like planning and memory and basic organizing ability and believe it or not, self-control. So it helps you keep your emotions in check and it helps you like stay on a diet Unfortunately, the prefrontal cortex thins with age, mm. which results in impaired memory and less mental clarity. And it's the basis for that. What did I come into this room for moment? Okay. But what we can do to slow down the process or even reverse it is getting our stress levels in check. So most people, we already talked about it, that meditation is a potent stress management technique. You'd have to be living under a rock if you haven't heard that. Yes. But it also, it doesn't just help you manage stress, but it literally helps you grow a bigger brain. Research has shown that meditation, TM and Sahaj Samadhi meditation in particular, actually thicken the areas that normally thin with age. But the other thing, and I'm going to actually teach everybody something right now, the other thing that slows down and even reverses the process of the shrinkage of the brain and the thinning of the prefrontal cortex are breath techniques. And is it all right if I teach everybody one? Yeah, go for it. Teach this to your dad. Okay. Okay. My business partner, you know, the person who I teach my anti-aging courses with Ronnie Newman, she's a um, Harvard trained published researcher. She's been published a million times. She, she actually was one of the researchers who did the original research at Harvard that was in Newsweek in the 1990s. And she's my um, partner in, in teaching ageless, but um, she taught this technique to her mom who was in a retirement home and her mom taught it to all of the people in the retirement home with really good results. Okay. So it's called Shitali Pranayam, but don't worry about the word Shitali. Shitali in Sanskrit means that which is calm and soothing. Mm, okay. Yeah. But in the West, it's known as straw breath. Here's why. Here's how you do it. And we're going to do it together. We're going to breathe in through our nose. Don't do it yet. And when we breathe out through our mouth, we're going to purse our lips. Like, remember when you were a little kid and you blew through a straw to make bubbles in your chocolate milk? I know you mm -hmm. did that. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> Amongst so, other things, probably. <laughs> so, okay. So what you do is you go. So straw breath. So now we're going to do this together. Okay. So breathe in through your nose and fill up your lungs slowly. And when your lungs are full, then you breathe out slowly and deliberately through your pursed lips till you empty your lungs. Wow, interesting. That's simple. That's simple. Now do it again. We're going to do it three times. In through the nose. Out through the pursed lips until your lungs are completely empty. And one more time in through your nose, fill up those lungs and out through your lips. And I ask you, 
do you feel calmer? I do. Isn't that crazy? It's almost like, it's almost like there's like a wave of like, like a, just a calmness, I guess is really the, the term. Yeah. yeah. And you can use that technique to calm you and to center you in any situation. Okay. I mean, when you're like, even if you're in a meeting and you're like getting worked up and you want to just like strangle somebody, just do a straw breath. Nobody will know you're going to breathe in through your nose. You just, nobody knows I'm doing out through my lips now. And it completely centers you and calms you when you feel impatient. But the bonus is, is that it has been proven to protect your brain from shrinking, from aging. And you'll never forget where you put your keys. I mean, there are many different breaths, but to me, that's the simplest one. So that's Beautiful. one way to protect the brain. Can I tell you another one? Sure. Okay. So one of the reasons why our brain starts deteriorating and aging is because of the foods we eat and because the foods we eat cause brain inflammation. And the number one food out of all of the foods in the whole big wide, wide world, what do you think is the number one food that causes brain inflammation? Yes. Well, the first thing that popped in my head was some form of meat, you know, could be beef or chicken. I don't know. Um, nope. Obviously, I'm, I'm way off there. All right, come on. Not way off. Well, that we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. You failed, but it's okay. I love you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm here to learn too, you know. I'm taking some notes here, okay? <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what it is. Number one, white sugar. White sugar. White sugar. No, and, not the sugar. Yeah. And carb, I mean, in carbs that turn into white sugar, like white pasta, white bread, anything white, 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 because they turn into sugar. Okay. And they right. cause brain inflammation. You don't have to give up sugar. I mean, I was eating this huge chocolate, H U, like human, and it's sweetened with date sugar. Date sugar is fine, yeah. just dates, and it's sweet as can be. And, and, you know, once you get off of white sugar, you even think a sweet potato tastes like a candy bar. It's just that our senses are so dull because they've been so over uh, um, stimulated by and donuts. But um, brain inflammation is actually the single greatest cause of brain deterioration. So you have to oh. balance your blood sugar with a whole foods low glycemic diet, just take out the bad stuff like refined carbs, sugar, alcohol. Pro I mean, that doesn't mean that you can't have a glass of wine, you know, when you once in a while, when you go out to dinner, but processed foods in, in, you know, a good um, steak that was, what do you call it when they um, free range chicken like that? That's not so bad. Processed yeah. foods like bologna filled with light nitrates and sugar yeah dairy well, and it kind of makes sense too with what you're sharing because you think about it look how much breads pastas all these things that have become so much of a huge part of the diet at least here in america right i mean yeah i get pasta breads all these different things and stuff that were i remember being a kid and wonder bread was like oh my gosh i gotta get wonder bread I mean, it's like the whitest bread you could ever get you know and then they and i'll tell you something that m most people don't realize is that 
there, the healthy fats, I mean, things that you can do to actually reverse the aging process. So we know what causes brain inflammation, but there are things that you could eat that reverse and settle down brain inflammation. Okay. So, I mean, again, it doesn't mean like on somebody's birthday, you can't have one piece of cake, but before I tell you what the good things are, when I, before I knew this, um, I actually looked 10 years older than I do now. You know, my eyes were puffy and I had, I actually had more wrinkles. I have to tell you, it's really the truth. I cut, I way cut back on salt because salt makes you retain water. And I, and, and I don't need any white sugar and I don't need anything. And I'm also off of gluten, but you don't do it all at once, you know, go off of sugar, just and but eat you can continue with your gluten or whatever whatever and then after you wouldn't even think of eating a donut unless it was one that was sweetened with date sugar or coconut sugar or stevia like that then you can go ahead and and maybe wean yourself from gluten because it's very inflammatory right but the things that you can do to actually calm down the inflammation healthy fats like avocados and walnuts and actually free range chicken and grass fed meats are fine. Um, Olive oil, coconut oil, healthy fats that make your brain happy. And those are the ones that include um, omega-3s like wild fatty fish. That's fine. Um, So it sounds like in some ways, because you know, you think about it, how much food is processed now, how much, you know, all the different things that are in our food, but it really sounds like you're saying is go as natural as possible. Cause there is no bread tree or pasta tree. I mean, you know, it's like, if it's not growing on a branch, if it's not something that's come from a natural source, then really you might really want to reassess if you want to continue to eat it, especially if you want to have that longevity and optimize your health and your brain functioning. Yes. And I'll tell you one other thing. This is a little bit different than brain inflammation, but you've heard of oxidation and antioxidants. Okay. Yes. But people have heard of it, but they're not sure what it is. But there are, again, things that age your skin, that oxidize your skin. What is oxidation? Well, it has to do with atoms that I'm not going to go into, again, the science, but just know Mm -hmm that the things that cause free radical damage are things like the sun causes free. Okay, here's a um, uh, graphic image of of free radical damage. You take an apple, you cut it in half, you let it sit there, it turns brown. That's because you've actually cut off some of the electrons, okay? And, And then it goes looking for electrons to complete itself and it turns brown. That's what happens to your skin um, when you eat um, foods that are oxidizing. But what you can do to that apple is you put on an antioxidant, which is like lemon juice. So if you squeeze lemon juice, that apple will not turn brown. Right. Very simple. So what are foods that are antioxidants? Anything that is brightly colored, like blueberries and you know a red pepper and bright green kale and and anything that with those rich bright colors those are you can rest assured that those are antioxidant foods that slow down the oxidation um, that takes place in your body and even over exercising can cause oxidation so um 
so anyway, I, I just want to say that there are so many things that you could do, cutting out sugar, eating foods rich in antioxidant, eating healthy oils, you know, walnuts and seeds and avocados and like that. So many things that we could do. We don't have to age. Our skin doesn't have to age. Our brains don't have to age. But you asked me way at the beginning, why do I think people don't do it? Well, it's easier to just like, you know, get some fast food, to drive through the McDonald's and get some, you know, whatever it is. We're not sure what it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's just easier than making a big colorful salad, but Hey, so it's your choice. And then go get a facelift, but it's really expensive. Yeah. Just curious. um, Cause you know, my dad talks about how, when he was a kid, he said, tomatoes look so much different than how they look today. And let's face it, there's been a decline in the quality of even some of the things you've talked about, blueberries, different things, organic versus non-organic pesticides. What's kind of your advice tip for helping us to make sure that as we do get into some of these different things to really pick things that are gonna be optimized for us? Because obviously chemicals and these different things impact this overall process of longevity and health. I mean, do we just go organic as much as possible? Do we just try to keep things on natural? What's kind of your take on that? Yeah, Um, there is so much research that shows, again, that um, the chemicals in our food are the worst offenders in terms of uh, inflammation and oxidation. So when a, let's say some spinach, is planted in soil that it's just been, that is completely mineral depleted. Okay, first of all, because, and then they put on pesticides and they put on um, insecticides and they put on, and then they they pick the spinach and then they irradiate it so that it doesn't, um, or or they'll spray it with bleach. You know, what they, that taste that you, when you go to a salad bar and that taste on the lettuce, that's that's essentially a bleach. And all of those things are, Um, just the opposite of what you want to be eating, okay? But one of the worst offenders are, of course, GMOs, genetically modified organisms. And let's just talk for a minute about bovine growth hormones, for example. So listen to this one. Think about this, all right? Why is it, Mark, that these little girls who are eight and nine years old are developing breasts. When we were younger, I know you're 10 years younger than me, but when we were younger, that didn't happen to the girls were like 13 or 14. But now you look at the nine-year-olds, why? Why would that be? Well, what's really chilling is that the farmers and the big agra they inject the cows with bovine growth hormones so that they produce milk earlier, all right? They don't wanna wait for these cows to mature. So they inject them with bovine growth hormones. Obviously it has to be because they've been injected, it's in their milk. Right. So these little children are drinking from the time they're infants. I don't think any child should drink milk. Milk is for baby cows. There are lots of great milk substitutes. There's rice milk and hemp milk and and any so many other different kinds of milks that that the my kids never had a glass of milk. I mean, I don't know if they've ever had a glass of milk in their life, but they <laughs> had all of these other types of milk when they were little. And um 
But these kids are eating, you know, their cottage cheese and their other kind of cheese and their yogurt that are made from cows that have been injected with bovine growth hormone. So what you want, but in terms of us, what does it do? It ages you faster because that's what the growth hormones are injected. Now we're eating it. So it makes us also age faster. So if you're going to drink any milk or if you're going to have cream in your coffee, make sure it's BGH free, bovine growth hormone free. So look for that on the package. And that's another way to slow down the aging process. And again, that's why we want free range chicken and we want pasture fed beef. And we got to make sure that it's not um, cows or lammies or whatever that have been injected with bovine growth hormones. So with all this information coming out and people becoming more and more aware of it, what does somebody do that maybe, okay, is in their fifties or sixties and drink milk for a good portion of their past? I mean, how do you go through, I guess, in essence, kind of detoxing, cleansing? I just was kind of curious to see, I feel fortunate because, you know, we've never done milk. My kids did not grow up drinking milk. I mean, they didn't even know what soda was for the longest time, you know, and, and it's just kind of where we were at. And, you know, so, but what, what does a person do who is just becoming aware of this now? What, what kind of action would you recommend them taking to help maybe cleanse themselves, to clear some of these old toxins out and different things within their body? Just curious if you have any input. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. But first of all, you know, in Yes to Success, I teach that what we put our attention on grows in our lives and our minds create our realities. So after I told you all this stuff, I don't want you to think about it. <laughs> I don't mean, oh my God, I did this and I've been doing it. I gave my kids. Now that we also teach, how do you know that this is a perfect time to learn about it? Because this is when you're learning about it. And That's if you right. were supposed to have learned about it 20 years ago, you would have learned about it 20 years ago. So there's, there are no mistakes in the universe, but what a blessing that you're hearing about it now. And just don't create with your mind like, oh, it's too late. I've already poisoned myself. Just stop. Stop eating non-organic. Don't eat things that are sprayed with chemicals and and. Um, and I mean, I have so much more, you don't, nah, okay, I was going to go off on another whole tangent, <laughs> but anyway, just stop now. Now, you know, some of the things that you can do and, um, and, and moving forward and for your children. But if you want to do a detox, I would say, go for it. Um, one of my favorite places to detox. So you do a deep tox and then you start over. Um, I go in, uh, your neck of the woods to the optimum health Institute, which is down in lemon Grove, California, not far from you. I yeah. think I even saw you one time when I was down there, <laughs> saw you afterwards, but, um, I go there for a detox at least once or twice a year. My daughter and I go together and you detox, you do juice fasting. It's all raw. You drink a lot of wheatgrass juice, which really draws the toxins. I hate to get graphic, but you also do colonics because right. you want to get every bit of toxic waste out of your system 
and it's a great way to just cleanse and it's it's not torturous it's actually delicious you know the juice is delicious organic and yummy and um i mean when you come off of the juice fast they give you you know watermelon and, and pureed cantaloupe i mean it's yum 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 and um you feel completely like you've woken up after a week your taste buds have woken up, your vision has woken up, your life has woken up. And they also teach you about clean eating. And, um, and so that's one of the ways. And if anybody has what we call it, OHI, Optimum Health Institute, if you have, see, we don't call things like cancer, or arthritis, or MS, or even rosacea, we don't call that we call them health opportunities, because mm -hmm. cancer has a vibration to it. Okay. Right. So, oh, I have cancer. No, cancel. You're owning that. It has a vibration. Your body is hearing you say that I have a health opportunity. Look at the difference in the energy. Okay. Yes. So when you go to OHI, people come there with incredible health opportunities. And I have seen virtual miracles take place. I mean, I could sit here for the next three hours to tell you story after story after story of people who I mean, literally had we, I even, there was a, a woman there who had days to live according to her doctor. And I, I've seen her there now for about 12 years. I've been going for around 12 years and she's fine. Well, that's, but, that's so liberating because, you know, I've been telling my clients for years, I said, you know, you have to start looking at your challenges and your obstacles in life as opportunities to growth and to live, to lift your life to new levels rather than cursing them, fighting them, resisting them, owning them in some ways. I go, no, those are, those are an indicator that there's something within you that needs to shift. Yes. But so much can open up for us when we leverage those things to take our life to new heights. And I want to say something about your music. Cause I love your music. You know, I'm your biggest fan and the president Thank of you. the fan club, but, but, um, one of the other things is we have to keep ourselves at a high vibration, not at a vibration of, you know, this is so bad and I didn't do it my whole life. And, and one of the things I love about your music is that you listen to your music and it just uplifts lifts you to that higher vibration, like boom, like instantly. And it actually creates a whole positive uplifting vibration in your whole home and your whole atmosphere. So all of these things that you can do to uplift your vibration, that's what you want to do because there's a vibration that ages you and there's a vibration that youths you. Well, it's interesting you say this and it kind of brings us to an area I know that we've talked about a lot in the past about energy disruptors in the environment. You know, we all have the latest and greatest technology. Now 5G since what, November of last year, 2020 has just exponentially grown and been exposed. We're all being exposed to more and more disruptive waves. I was kind of curious to hear kind of what your take is on that and what it is from your perspective, what people can do to minimize those. Because I think if anything, where this conversation is going, we realize that by raising our vibration and our energy, it's kind of like if all this stuff was broadcasting at 88.5, we can actually move ourselves up to higher stations, 94.7, 95.5. None of that stuff is being broadcast at 88.5 and therefore not negatively impacting us, you know, because let's face it, even the sleeping, the eating better foods, all these things are really, in essence, what we're talking about is raising our vibration, exercising a certain way, raising our vibration. But how do we deal with all the disruptions in our environment that 
in some kind of way seem to kind of try to lock us into these lower wavelengths. It was just it was very disharmonious energy. I was kind of curious to see what your take is on energy disruptors like 5G and how we can rise above their negative effects. Yeah, well, 5G unfortunately is here to stay because we, uh, and if people don't know what 5G is, it's the, the latest iteration of, um, it, it actually makes your computer pull up some website a half a second faster. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> in the meantime, there are um, so, I mean, for the last 10 years, our cell phones and tablets have been running on 4G technology, which uses a limited range of the microwave spectrum to transmit um, information. And obviously before that there was 2G and 3G. 5G will not only greatly increase the amount of harmful microwave radiation used, but there's an additional type of wave, wave frequency that's been added to the mix called millimeter wave frequency. Again, I won't get scientific on you, but it's even more dangerous because 5G is delivered with this pulsation delivery. So, um, and each of the four wireless, major wireless um, carriers will have to install each 1 million new antennas, which means that there's going to be a cell antenna on virtually every utility and light pole in residential neighborhoods. And in cities, there will be a cell antenna within about 20 feet virtually of every bedroom window. To put this in perspective, one industry insider bragged that there are going to be so many antennas that if you are in a city, it'll be hard to take a photograph without a cell transmitter being in the picture. Wow. Okay. So you can't see the radiation emitted from a 5G tower, but um, if the radiation were light and it is in your home, it would look like your entire world was illuminated even at night, like Times Square times 100. And that light would come through every window, every wall, your ceiling, every crevice in your home. It would even shine through your bones. So why should we care? And what does this have to do with aging? Thousands of peer-reviewed studies have linked low-level wireless radio frequency radiation exposure to a long list of adverse occurrences like melatonin reduction, right. blood-brain barrier leakage, which has been proven to cause dementia, aging of the skin, damage to our DNA, um, changes to the endocrine and hormonal system. Um, oh, male and female infertility, uh, damage to childhood brain development, um, disruption of the, um, uh, the children's teeth. I mean, on and on and on. Melanomas, including ocular melanomas, cancers it's of so, the heart. So I, I it's so scary to think about because even back then, the scientists that discovered these frequencies in my music that helped to eliminate these negative disruptors. I mean, Wi-Fi wasn't even really out. They were just concerned about what was coming through a 3G phone and a laptop computer and EMFs. And now look how exponentially we have grown these huge uh, networks and dramatically increased elect electrification of the atmosphere. And besides your music, which everybody should have playing in their house, everybody should have you know, a 5G protector on their phone. I also have one on my computer. I also have a necklace that protects me from 5G. 
And here's the most important thing. Um, I also have a whole house, <laughs> 5G protector. Um, people who have children who are learning online, one of the greatest help, what industry insiders are saying is gonna be the, one of the greatest um, uh, health catast catastrophes in for our children's generation who are learning online is macular degeneration and other and destruction of the retina because peop because the blue light that's emitted from computer screens um, destroys the macula and I don't know if it's a macula or the retina but it's not good for your eyes right. so I have two things I have my blue light blocker glasses that I always <laughs> wear not right now because of course I have to look pretty for the interview that's right my, my blue light <laughs> you look pretty with the glasses on too just own Thank it <laughs> and not only that but I also have a blue light blocking screen protector on my computer. So, and last year for the holidays, I gave all of my kids, all of my God kids, all of my, everybody, I gave them blue light blockers for their computer screens, for their tablet screens, for their phone screens. Um, and that is uh, what you wanna do, especially if your kids are uh, on the- Especially in the last year. Yes. Yes, imagine how much time your kids, are, and it's also not great for their brain. So what you want to do is you want to have a blue light blocker screen on your kids' computers and your own computer. Right, right. Absolutely. So important. So I love this. So you really, obviously, I know there's, we've just scratched the surface of what's possible here. I've had to like, I feel like I've had to nudge you underneath the camera monitor to keep you from going off on the scientific dissertation. You obviously know your stuff. I've written down some things here. I mean, I'm kind of like also patting myself on the back because a lot of these things we've done here in the home already, you know, um, but this is awesome. So I know that you have a program that's coming up. You're, you're, I love your dedication to bringing forward this information, to empowering people, to in essence, really how it is that we can rise above the static and noise of the modern day world and get connected into higher levels of health, vibrancy, longevity, mental functioning, but also higher levels of spiritual connection, which I think is obviously the number one thing that needs to happen on the planet today is a deepened spiritual connection. So tell me a little bit about your upcoming program. I'd love to hear more. I'm very interested. And um, tell me what you got up your sleeve. Well, when my friend Ronnie, okay, so Ronnie Newman is this Harvard trained researcher who's been published a million times. She's presented at the United Nations. She's presented at the, at, for the FDA. She's, you know, on and on and on. One of those, she's a science geek, okay? Yeah. And, um, we decided that it was our job to get this knowledge out together. So what I do is I gather a lot of these facts, but she will not share anything that is not absolutely verified by science. So I can't just like spout, spout it all out. <laughs> so because she has a professional reputation, but we put together this amazing weekend course where we mm -hmm. teach, I mean, this has been what, 45 minutes. And what we do is we teach a two day course over a weekend where we go deeply. And I mean, we, we haven't even touched on um, exercise. We haven't even touched on, I mean, I told you a couple of things you could do for sleep, but we have like a 90 minute thing on all the things you can do for sleep, 90 minutes on diet, 90 minutes 
minutes on exercise, 90 minutes wow. on EMFs. And, and it's an amazing, amazing program. We've done, we did it once last year and we're doing it again this year. And people who thought they knew about this stuff said that they learn what to do with their lives to slow down and reverse aging that they had never, ever heard before. So well, that is awesome. And I mean, just with what I've learned today and we've, you know, we're pretty on top of it. A lot of things I had to be reminded. It's like, we learn these things, but then we, you know, life happens, we get caught up with our to-do list and whatever, and we kind of forget some of those different things. You know, I'm like, kind of going, okay, I'm glad I use coconut sugar. If I do use sugar or stevia or some of these different things, but a lot of us, we don't know. We just haven't had that information brought to our awareness. That's right. And now you have. So is this <laughs> a lot? Is this more where that came from? I can tell that already because you're like, oh, I'm holding myself back. Is this the live program or is this something that they take on a course or is it and then there's no, replays or it's live. And you know what I'm pulling up here because I was so excited to talk to you that I forgot to pull up something that I wanted to tell you because I want to get can I give everybody a free gift? Absolutely, you can. Okay. Do. Um, I want to give everybody, I actually wrote a PDF and it's a PDF that is, that has 10 tips for deep, rejuvenating, age-defying sleep. And there is a URL for it. And I want to give it to everybody, but I have to pull it up because I don't remember <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Okay, I know it's here somewhere. Maybe Come on, do the blowing, the brain blowing technique, and then it'll the URL will pop right up. <laughs> okay, maybe it's this. Yes to success.com forward slash sleep guide. Sleep guide. And it's 10. Um, okay, let me just write that down so I will never again <laughs> have to look it up in the middle of an interview. That's it's all right. You did it yes, with grace and ease. Yes. Yes to success.com forward slash sleep guide. And it's a free PDF and it awesome. has these 10. By the way, look at this, this smoke. It's, an, it's not smoke. It, it, it's a, what do you call this? Diffuser? A diffuser, an, an oil, oil diffuser. diffuser. Right. I, my house is I saw a couple fire. big things fly by there. I'm like, okay, you know, she's so on fire right now that she literally is smoking. So that's awesome. Yeah. So yes to success.com, Y-E-S-T-O success.com forward slash sleep guide. And if you download that, then um, I will let you know when the course, should I say the days of the course or maybe not? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. It's the weekend <laughs> of June 12th and 13th. Well, thank you so very much for coming on and sharing and and sharing your wisdom and your information. I've gotten some great just reminders and things that I didn't know. I'm like going to go blow in my drink at dinner tonight. They're going to think I'm crazy at the dinner table, but I'm going to, I know it's for a good cause. So I'm excited now. You're endorsing one of my favorite behaviors when I was a kid. So I was on to something and why not continue it now, right? That's right. Well, and thank you. I always love being with you. I know your community is wonderful people because they're, they're like attracts like, so they must be wonderful. And I hope that I've contributed something to their lives. I think so. Thank you so very much. Thank you.